I'm Sarah, a PA and mama to a six-month-old little boy. And I'm Maria, a third grade teacher expecting my first baby in September. We certainly don't claim to be motherhood experts. In fact, we are just beginning to figure this whole thing out. But one thing that we have quickly realized is that pregnancy and motherhood require a great deal of sacrifice. But what a gift that sacrifice is. It gives us the tiniest glimpse of the sacrifice our Heavenly Father made when he sent his own son to die for us, a death that we deserved. Through motherhood, we get to live out the gospel message of sacrifice daily, as we do our best to love these little people that the Lord has entrusted us with. So whether you're drinking hot coffee and praying to one day become a mama, decaf while you're growing your babe, or cold coffee that was once hot while you meet the needs of your littles, come hang out with us while we chat all things motherhood and discover what the Lord is teaching us through the sacrifices of this sweet season. Welcome back to the Cold Coffee Podcast. I'm Sarah and I'm here with Maria and we have a really special guest today. Maria's sister-in-law, Lindsay, is here. So this is Spencer's sister, which I'm going to mm-hmm. let Maria tell all about her in just a minute. But she is going to share a wife and mom's perspective on getting through a difficult season. And I've been really excited for this episode. Me too. I know Maria obviously is a lot more familiar with the situation being family, but mm-hmm. from the little things I've heard, I'm, I have been really encouraged. And so I'm excited to hear everything. Yeah. So hi, Lindsay. Hi, ladies. <laughs> um, so this is my sister-in-law, Lindsay. We've been, what, official sisters for a little over three years now, even though I've known her for 10 years because Spin and I have been together for almost 10 years next month. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I know it's insane. So I feel like we've been sisters for way longer, but we've definitely gotten closer since marriage and this season um, that she just went through, I think, made us all pretty darn close as well. So, um, Lou, do you want to tell us a little just about your fam and your life and such? And then we can talk about the trials of the past seven, eight months-ish. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, like they said, um, I'm Lindsay. I'm married to Nick. We have two kids. Um, Eliza just turned three, and Levi will be two in October. Um, so we actually just moved this past weekend. So we've had a crazy 2020. <laughs> I know. That's my cry. <laughs> it's so bittersweet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I know everyone's had a crazy 2020, but, um, mm-hmm. this year was extra crazy for us. Um, mm-hmm. so back in January, beginning of January, um, my husband Nick found out that he had cancer, which was kind of completely out of the blue he never really Mm -hmm. felt sick or any you know anything major major um so after surgery and a bunch of labs and tests um we found out that he was going to be up against let me count three three week cycles cycles of treatment Mm -hmm. so nine weeks total um 21 days of treatment Mm -hmm. um pretty brutal I think the thing that we were most like concerned about is we didn't know how his body would react to it because mm-hmm. um, we knew the protocols it was all mapped out ahead of time you know um, mm-hmm. pretty straightforward that way but we just didn't know how his body would react to it mm-hmm. um, but going back to like when we found out um, and it's kind of like a secondhand story because it's my perspective on things instead of like mm-hmm. me having the um, the disease or whatever but um, it was just interesting because you know growing up I was always like a Christian, and um, I got baptized, I think it's like five years ago now, mm-hmm. sprinkled as a baby, and then baptized and as, as wow, an adult. Wow, I feel like it was more recent than I that. I know, isn't that crazy? Um, yeah. So, yeah, so 
I always knew God was there, and I'm sure I've had trying times and loss and, um, you know, grief along with great joy and celebration, Um, but this one was just different. I mean, the whole thing still, you know, seems surreal. I was talking to Nick about it the other day, and I was like, I feel like if he didn't have the scars to prove that he had cancer, that, you know, it could have just been a weird dream, Um, that kind of thing, but I never... I kind of knew all along and he would say the same thing that everything was going to be okay, which mm-hmm. I just had this like deep sense of like peace about everything, um, which probably to an outsider's perspective was strange. Um, but to be able to like carry out my faith in a way that I'd never been challenged to do before, mm-hmm. I think really pushed both of us and everyone, all of our family and friends um, to do that. So yeah, it's yeah. been a crazy year for us on top of everything else. And he just finished um, residency, so he had a crazy schedule. Then cancer popped up, and then COVID, and then we mm-hmm. moved. So it's been it's yeah. been interesting, that's for sure. And I feel like it's really important to note, like, Nick's character going through all of this right. was so cool to watch because he was finishing. He was literally finishing up residency, mm-hmm. like, last few months. But Nick is like a go, 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 optimistic, positive, hardworking person. And he literally, I, I feel like he hardly stopped through the whole thing. <laughs> and um, one of the other doctors told him, you know, I think COVID really saved your life. Like, and we were like, wow, that's mm-hmm. such an interesting perspective because had, he, had COVID not been a thing, he would have been right back in the clinic because that's mm-hmm. the kind of person he is, you know. Um, he's always 100% super loyal you know mm-hmm. as a as a whatever as a physician as a dad as a husband whatever mm-hmm. um so it, it really made him stop and rest <laughs> which was really mm-hmm. good um which is exactly what he needed but yeah yeah so but I think the most challenging thing that we learned along the way was to live out our our faith through it all um mm-hmm. you know he knew too that you God had it and we I don't know it's kind of weird and hard to explain and other people have said it in other circumstances about like having like this peace or whatever and um to be honest like people have told me they're like you you handled it so well I'm so proud of you and I'm like first of all I had no other choice you know mm-hmm. like as a mom and you know mom 24 7 my husband has this crazy residency schedule I had to keep going and you know mm-hmm. I knew that and I think that was the, a big challenge at the beginning because, you know, all I wanted to do was lay in bed and cry, but I couldn't right. do that because mm-hmm. I had two little people counting on me, you know, yeah. and a husband and family and friends and everything else. Um, so I remember like one of the choices I made really on was I'm not going to cry in front of people like it's not happening. It came out, but, you know, mm-hmm. I decided that the shower was my spot to let it all out. And I knew that, and my mom kept reminding me, you can't bottle this up. Like you have to release it. Mm -hmm. Um, so after the kids were in bed, I would go in the shower, talk to God, cry with God, get it all out. And then I was done, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and it was good because our daughter, as Maria knows, is is super (laughs) observant. And I know there's a lot of kiddos like that out in the world. And she picked up on everything. Everything. And, And so I even told like our friends and family, like, we can't discuss this in front of her because mm-hmm. she's going to hear words and ask questions mm-hmm. and it's going to bother her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we kind of decided as a family, 
we, you know, <laughs> we need daddy to feel better, yeah. but we need to protect her somewhat too. Um, and I mean, she can pick up emotions on your face. Like she can yes. pick up facial expressions. It's crazy. And I remember, yeah. I hope you don't mind me telling the story if it's okay, but I remember soon after this happened, like, was it Nick lost his wallet one day and then like your Apple watch broke and shattered or something. Oh, yeah. And Lindsay was like, are you kidding me? Like, obviously none of those are as bad as a cancer diagnosis, but it was just one of those, like, why do these little one thing after another annoying right. things have to keep happening? And, um, I remember this is my husband and your brother in a nutshell. He was like, I can find an Apple watch stat. Mm-hmm. Like I can so find one that's gently used and get it for a good price and whatever. And so he went to work finding Lindsay an Apple watch. And I remember we brought it over, and it, I think it was the only time I saw you cry. Yeah, probably. Through this whole thing. And I remember Eliza just standing there watching the whole thing. And then a few months later, someone Nick got an Apple Watch from his parents, and Eliza looked at him and said, Daddy, don't cry. Yeah. Because like, she, she remembered. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. And she had associated. That's She's observant, and she doesn't forget anything. Yes, we, and so she was like, like Apple watches make people something. cry. Yeah. 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 Like, and I think Spencer notice. also thinks she was distant for a little bit after that mm-hmm. because she thought that, like, he had hurt your feelings. Yeah. And so she was, like, not talking to Spencer for a few weeks and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's just an example of how crazy observant she is mm-hmm. of those right. things. So I know you had to be more sensitive with her um in that respect it's different too because I know every child's like personality is different and our son Levi's was is was too young to really pick up on anything Mm -hmm. um but I knew going in for my sanity especially that we needed to protect her um Mm -hmm. so some of the cute things that we did um she she's she can like understand brands so she knows that daddy's work had a certain you know, his hospital system had a certain brand to it. And whenever we'd (laughs) see that anywhere, if it was family medicine or whatever, she'd Mm -hmm. say, oh, there's daddy's work. (laughs) So I was like, how are we going to take Nick to his treatments and not address the issue, you know, at hand or whatever? Um, So he was able to get treatments through his work. Um, So when we would take him to treatments, I would say, okay, we're going to take daddy to work today which wasn't a lie, you know, he was going to work very hard um, in a different capacity. So we'd say, she'd say, okay, let's take daddy to work, you know. And so um, our really good, we call them our neighbor grants, they took Nick to, to work um, for a couple of weeks, you know, before COVID really kicked off. So mm-hmm. she'd say, where are they taking him? And say, oh, he's going to work today, you know. It wasn't any mm-hmm. different to her. So that was one thing that we did. And um, another thing that we did was, uh, before COVID and before all the mask hysteria came out, um, yeah. we I was like, how how are we going to handle? Because she doesn't like change and she gets intimidated by you know different situations that are new. So I decided one day um, we had a bunch of masks left over from I don't even know what, and um, we colored on them and we put stickers on them and we made it like a game. And mm-hmm. so Nick wore a mask, I wore a mask. She didn't wear a mask because she was still intimidated at that point. <laughs> But looking back at it now, like, if we hadn't have had to go through all this and she had seen people wearing masks, you'd have been just as intimidated. Why are they wearing masks? But now I'm like, remember when we decorated them? You know, they're just wearing them to keep the journeys mm-hmm. away, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, like, a, a cool thing, that I guess, that kind of came out of it. But, yeah, so it's definitely been a learning curve um, on multiple fronts. But that those two things really helped her, I think, get through it. Um, yeah. Another thing that... 
I was really concerned about at the time was what is she going to think when Nick loses his hair? Because we Mm -hmm. knew that that was like a strong possibility. Um, And (laughs) so the time. And Nick is really dark headed for reference. Like I always told Spencer before this, I was like, I feel like that's going to be the hardest part for a lot of us because Mm -hmm. he's so hairy and dark headed. Like I knew it was going to feel like a drastic Mm -hmm. Not that it doesn't for anyone who does, but just something about him being really dark, having a dark beard, dark eyebrows. I just knew it was going to feel really drastic when Mm -hmm. it happened. And I think, and again, she notices everything. So, right. And I think too, like thanks to like media and movies and you know Hollywood, when you think of someone with cancer, you think of them as bald. And you know, I think that I think up until that point, he had been so healthy and strong, even through the beginning of his treatments. We kind of saw it as like a looming oh gosh, here comes the dark Mm. cloud. You know, this is like the up in your face. This is what's happening kind of thing. So um, what we did was before it started like really falling out, I had her watch me cut his hair. Mm -hmm. Um, And I cut it pretty short, you know, but it was still there. And we made like, watch mommy cut daddy's hair. You know, it was kind of like silly so that when it did start falling out and I shaved daddy's head, the mm-hmm. next morning, it wasn't, oh, my gosh, what did you do? You know, it was kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, mommy messed up. She cut daddy's hair too short. And, you know, mm-hmm. that was kind of it. But um, the best part was she didn't even care about his hair. She cared about his beard. She was so upset that his beard was gone. <laughs> um, we even talked about him growing his beard back for her birthday because she missed it so much. Oh, my goodness. Um, I so, love that. But, yeah, I think, you know, just protecting her little heart through it all has yeah. been it was good that she was here because I felt like it was a way for me to move my emotions and stuff off of myself and like, how can mm-hmm. I help someone else get You're through focusing it? on her? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so those are just some of the tricks that we did. <laughs> to try and to, I like, love her, her, um, her phrase that she uses about his hair growing back. She said, daddy, your hair's growing up. Yes. And oh. I love that now because so I'll never up. forget the first time she said it. It was so cute. His hair's mm-hmm. growing up. So sweet. It was the best. I think that that's super helpful because that's one thing that you don't think about, like mm-hmm. like small children yeah, and how they're going to react and right. trying to protect them and navigate their emotions and their reactions. And that's something I never would have thought about. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of that I can credit to, um, I was before, now I'm a stay-at-home mom, but before I was an occupational therapist and mm-hmm. in OT school, we learned a lot about children's like development, you know, and even stuff that like when they're this little, it's going to impact them forever, whether they remember all the details or not, you know, they'll always remember how it made them felt, um, or feel sorry at the time. Um, so I think that kind of helped me, like I was able to plan, okay, should we do a social story with this? Should we expose Mm -hmm. her to this? How can I expose, expose her to masks without them being scary, you know, and that kind of thing. So I definitely credit God for getting me into OT school and going through all that because I think that helped um, like spur on a lot of ideas that I could use and we could use to help her, you know, get through this Mm -hmm. crazy time. Yeah. And I was wondering, Lou, like, is there anything um, that you feel like people did or maybe didn't do that really helped you through this season? And again, I know the season was even more especially difficult because – we couldn't see each other for right. a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, because Nick was especially at high risk, mm-hmm. so 
Right. Everyone's quarantining, but Nick was especially quarantining. Um, but is there anything that people did or maybe some things that people offered to do that you were like, no, nah, I don't think that's best for us? Obviously, with no hard feelings, we know it comes from a good place. But, um, yeah, just anything people did to help you get through the season? Yeah, um, before – I keep saying before COVID, but obviously that had a big impact on how we did It did. Things. It was huge. Um, yeah, um, but – our church family was really good to us. They set up a meal train, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, we do it for new mamas or, you know, people going through a hard time or whatever. And um, the I'll give a shout out to Krista here, but um, she was in charge of it <laughs> for us. And we, we discussed a lot of different things, like what, what do you want your options to be? And um, keeping Eliza in the back of my head, you know, I was like, I don't want people to keep coming to the house. And this was before mm-hmm. COVID started. I was like, you know, she's going to wonder why people, these people that she only sees at church are coming and bringing us food why are they talking about daddy like this you know and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so we kind of decided early on that maybe gift cards were the way to go Mm -hmm. which was great too because then we weren't getting like all the germs you know possibly you know whatever um since Nick's immune system would be so low so that was really good but then on top of that instead of having Krista keep coming to the door and bringing gift cards we had a special pot Um, with a lid that I had out on our carport. So she would text me and say, I'm coming to make a delivery. She would drop off two or three gift cards in the pot, and I would go out and get them, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was really cool and really nice because Mm -hmm. even before COVID, like we had um, grocery store gift cards. We had a lot of those, which, I mean, I I was still cooking. You know, it wasn't like I couldn't do it, like if I was a new mama kind of thing. Um, But even like getting like, takeout you know to different restaurants but then also we had all these choices too because if Nick didn't feel like eating Mexican we could do Mm -hmm. whatever the next thing was you know that's Um, so true so that was like super super helpful um we had people sending gift cards from all over the place um even like Amazon was really cool because Mm -hmm. he you know he was like, oh, I could get a study book and study now. So he would go on Amazon and use his gift card for that. So it didn't just have to be meals. Um, yeah. But, you know, we oh, we had – it was such a humbling experience because we heard from people all over the place, people that knew Nick but that I didn't really know, people that I knew that Nick didn't really know, um, even people just reaching out and, like, you know, sending through, like, Facebook Messenger, like, I'm praying for you guys or I heard about mm-hmm. what's going on. Um, I mean, that was equally as encouraging – um, and what else do we do? One fun thing about that. So one of Nick's co-residents was in her and her husband were in mine and Justin's mm-hmm. small group. And uh-huh. so she actually shared like pretty early on just for us, not any details or anything, just be praying. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, I That's mean, so yeah, cool. you literally had people that didn't even know you guys praying for you guys. Yeah. yeah. And we had some pretty cool people praying for us. Um, we actually found out after the fact that um, Mike Pence and his wife were praying for us, um, which was really crazy yes. and cool um, because because of COVID, Nick didn't get to I don't know a- if I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> How cool is that? Um, so cool. But um, because of COVID, Nick didn't get to have like an official like bell ringing ceremony. Um, so his sister Kara had this idea to mm-hmm. have people send in videos of them ringing bells. So we had all of our family and friends it, we, I can't remember how many we had over 60 I think videos come it was in. like a 45 minute video I think composed all together it, it was amazing um even um Dabo Sweeney sent in a video mm-hmm. which if you you guys wouldn't know if you're listening but <laughs> my husband went to Clemson super super duper um big Clemson Tiger fan mm-hmm. so I mean it, it was really cool because 
you never want to be the person that like has all these people like worried about you. You don't want to be like the center of their attention in a bad way. But it was so humbling that, you know, like God's prayer warriors were out there and they are taking care mm-hmm. of us. So it was really cool. Yeah. And then your mom planned the little parade when he came home from his last treatment, mm-hmm. which was really fun. Oh, I cried. Maria sent me the video and I <laughs> cried. And I uh, cried too with a little bit of the bell ringing videos. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I, I can't. It was the best. It was the best. It, it, was, it was so cool. Very, very cool. So. And that um, was fun too because that was, wasn't that when Eliza was like, they had a parade for me. Yes. She thought, we, she's obsessed with watching um, parades on YouTube um, and seeing like, like all the Disney parades and like seeing all the princesses. So we were like, that wasn't for you, but yeah, that's cool. You were like a princess sure. and people were waving at you. Um, yeah. So we loved it. Just like the community support was amazing. And, um, you know, it's given me, ideas um and ways to help people in the future that are going yes. through similar things and mm-hmm. I know like back when you guys were talking about um what mamas need and want like after everyone's so different but it's mm-hmm. um a different approach I think for me now because I'm on the other side of something mm-hmm. like this where I can mm-hmm. be like maybe I can just send them a gift card and maybe it doesn't have right. to be to a restaurant maybe it can be to Target you know or whatever mm-hmm. um so and know like how to pray for people differently and the power of prayer really so yeah I think again too one of the blessings in disguise of this virus hitting at that time was it did force us all to be more creative in the way we were loving each other Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and I feel like that was really cool Nick's sisters Nick is one of five and the rest are girls I love Um, that yes I know so we he like he knew how to like he knew how to like be an awesome husband and everything from the second he met Lindsay because he'd oh, been yeah. around they, so many women they his whole life. Trained him well, yeah. But they were so good at being creative mm-hmm. and finding special ways to love him and suggest that. And yeah. it, one it of was his sisters awesome. um, sent a book club membership, so it was just like a three month book club membership. Oh. And like, I thought that was so cool. That was another good idea. Um, you know, mm-hmm. a different way to like love on him. He got a book credit and he would go on there and read all the titles and pick which one. And then they would send it to him in the mail. Mm-hmm. Um, so he could read that when he was tired of studying or, you know, when he was at treatment or whatever. Because the first week we were able to go in and visit with him and sit with him in treatment. Mm-hmm. And then after that, no visitors were allowed. Mm-hmm. So, which I think was kind of good because he could study or sleep or whatever, you yeah. know. Um, but it was also kind of sad too that we couldn't like physically be there with him yeah. while he was going through all that. And I remember Spencer was like really ready to watch like all the Lord of the Rings together <laughs> or something. Aww. And he was like so disappointed when it I happened because him and Nick were like ready. But, um, yeah. but yeah, it was still, it was still a blessing in disguise because it kept him safe. So mm-hmm. for sure. Well, Lou, I wanted to know if there's anything, um, would just what your big takeaways from this season are? I know that's a huge, massive, loaded question, but just what you learned about the Lord, especially during this time, um, mm-hmm. what you learned maybe even about as your role as a wife, mom, um, just woman of God, um, supporting someone through a season like this. Yeah, I've learned so much. I could write books and books and books. I know, and it's crazy too. I keep telling people like this, you guys found this out, wasn't it New Year's Day? Um, 
New Year's Eve, he went in for an ultrasound, and that's okay. when they found the, the tumor, and then he so had um, yeah. surgery on the third. So yeah. we started off the year with a bang. It was literally <laughs> how your year started. But now, mm-hmm. I, I told Spencer the other day, I said, I feel like if someone just missed the past eight months of your life, they would never look at Nick and know that this happened. Yeah. You know? And so it was a whirlwind. It happened it, quickly, it really and it was, was intense, and... Again, you put this virus on top of it. It was even more intense. So I know you probably feel like you've been through so much. <laughs> yeah. It was, I mean, I think the hardest part for me, it being a wife and a mom and, like, experiencing it, it still seems, like, surreal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he didn't have the scars from his um, port, you wouldn't know, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. All mm-hmm. of his hair's grown back, and he's back to mowing the lawn and lifting boxes mm-hmm. and doing his thing, um, which is such a blessing. But, um I think for me personally was how much I needed to fully rely on God. Like I said earlier, I had no choice, you know, Mm -hmm. like people were counting on me. I had little, little tinies that were counting on me to make them breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snacks and Mm -hmm. entertain them. And I didn't want them to look back 10, 15 years from now at pictures and say, why is there a gap? You know, like Mm -hmm. I I have an Instagram account and my sole purpose for that is to make, um, little chat books so every year they mm-hmm. get a chat book near their birthday that has all their pictures of the year mm-hmm. and I didn't want to say where was January 2020 to you know whatever mm-hmm. uh, what happened then um so we tried to make it fun I mean the day we found out what type of cancer he had um was the day it snowed really big I guess it was a couple of inches <laughs> where yeah. we lived so we found out before the kids woke up we got we had breakfast got them dressed and went out and played in the snow I mean because that's how we wanted to do it, you know? Yeah. And I think having that attitude, and I definitely fed off of Nick on this, you know, like his positive, like, let's keep going. Let's watch a movie tonight, you know, kind mm-hmm. of attitude, I think helped me along the way. But I think really leaning into God, and, you know, my mom said from the beginning, she was like, you need to, you need to make a list of your blessings because, oh my goodness, we had so many blessings, you know, little things to big things, how he reacted to treatment, um, appointment times that we were able to get in and kind of fast track and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And she was like, you need to put up verses or, or encouragement or something on your um, refrigerator. Um, my mom has always been really good about encouraging me before I met Nick. She was my person that talked me off every ledge. Um, <laughs> if you're familiar with Enneagram, I'm a six. So I'm <laughs> a complete anxiety, like anxious worrier, you know, to the max. Especially um, about think- your people. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Super loyal to my people. So, you know, people are like, well, he could handle treatment this way. And I'm like, yeah, but there's a million other things that could happen, good, bad, right. and ugly, you know. Um, so what I did was, you know, I was trying to think, what way can I encourage myself? And, you know, that was with through scripture. Um, at night, when after the kids were in bed uh, and Nick was tired or whatever, he'd be sleeping, and I would clean um, one cool thing that I picked up from Nick was if you're mad or angry or anxious or whatever, you can clean and organize. And like, that's how you can get rid of, you know, those feelings. So I was like, I need to listen to a podcast. And a really good family friend of ours, Lori, suggested that I listen to um, Jenny Allen's podcast, Get mm-hmm. Out of Your Head. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like this was like made for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but in one episode, um, specifically, she has Ann Voskamp on there, who I also love. Mm-hmm. And she's talking, they were both talking about how to be grateful and thankful in all seasons, you know, the good and the bad. And um, there were a couple of takeaways that I had from that specifically, and I wrote them out and put them on our fridge. And um, 
So a couple of quotes were, in choosing the way of gratitude, we refuse to be slaves to our circumstances. And that was huge Mm. because at first, you know, I wanted to go to my bed and cry. I wanted, I literally wanted to punch a hole in my shower one night. I was so mad, Mm. not at God, but at my circumstances and being able to say, you know, I'm going to be happy. We're going to find the good in this. I'm not going to be a slave to my circumstances right now was totally freeing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I needed to put that on my fridge, so I was reminded all the time yeah. <laughs> um, that that's what I wanted to do. Um, and what I love gardening and stuff, so this one really spoke to me. Only when we are planted in the soil of gratitude will we learn to grow and thrive. Um, so that was huge, too, because, you know, it wasn't just a bad thing that we were going through. God was using it to grow us. And so mm-hmm. that, you know, we could be more Christ-like, not better versions of ourselves, but to be better um, versions like Christ, you know, and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So that was a good reminder. Um, And then one of my favorite parts was uh, when they said, when we make the brave shift from victimhood to gratitude, we armor understanding that God remains committed to redeeming all things. So it kind of goes back to like um, not being a slave to our circumstances. God has a plan, you know, he didn't just say, "Mm, I'm going to 2020 is going to be extra for you guys and hit that button. And that's what we had to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, so just listening to podcasts and things like that um, over and over and over again in the blank spaces of the night when I could let my mind wander a million places and let the devil come in and like really wreak havoc mm-hmm. on my brain and my thoughts, um, you know, and I was mindlessly cleaning things and my kitchen doesn't look prettier. <laughs> it does not look like that now. Um, but at the time it was really good. Um, and then I listened to a lot of old music too. So when I was growing up, I was low-key obsessed with Point of Grace. Like, they Wait, were me too. My favorite. Really? I love Point of Grace. Yeah. <laughs> See, Lindsay <laughs> always first, brings this up. That's and, like, literally I can't. what I grew up listening to. <laughs> I, I can't remember. Point of Grace, FFH. Yes, for him. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, so <laughs> they were my first concert, like... My friends were going to see Britney, and I was going to see Point of Grace, you know? I, I went to the Wait, Britney concert. No, Same. I was not allowed to listen to Britney Spears. That's right. Um, <laughs> who were so. my parents? Gosh. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but, you know, it was it was crazy. You know, I was like, maybe I should listen to Point of Grace. So I went back and listened to all the songs that I listened to growing up, and I still remembered, you know, all the words to them. Mm-hmm. But one song in particular... Um, you know, keep the candle burning. Yeah. Um, listen to that song, sobbing hysterically while I'm like Aww. vacuuming my living room. Um, because I felt like it was kind of like my mantra through it all. Like, mm-hmm. um, cause it says in, um, all it takes is one steady heart in a world that's turning, shine a light and pierce the dark and keep the candle burning. I'm not going <laughs> to try not to cry. Sing um, it for us, Lindsay. <laughs> no, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> Aww. But, um. I felt like that was my position was to be the light in my family Mm -hmm. to, sorry, (laughs) to, um, you know, be the person that gets it all together. So Mm -hmm. I would clean and listen to that song and me and God would get through it. So, yeah. I love that. So that that. was a good one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I would just say, like, if you, whatever your difficult situation is, just flood your mind with good things Mm -hmm. and that'll take over. Mm -hmm. So for sure, those are some of the things that I did. (laughs) No, I love that. And I think that all of these things that you're saying can totally be applied to and helpful for someone in any kind of difficult season, Mm -hmm. right? Not necessarily just a cancer diagnosis. So I think that's 
really and not just as a wife like right. maybe maybe you're solely a mom going through this maybe you're solely a sister or friend mm-hmm. or something going through it with mm-hmm. someone yeah that's so true yeah I wanted you to tell us one more thing um about the wreath that you ended up making um okay. because I told yeah. Sarah I remembered like leaving your house one day towards the end of it when Nick was through and things were better um and I looked up and I was like I didn't know that you were doing this this whole time yeah, so um, what we did was, actually, it all started with my mother-in-law. She brought um, this super cute, cute Easter bunny to our house, and uh, she had tied, um, like, a little cardboard um, index card, I guess, with a Bible verse on it, and mm-hmm. she was like, you know, I was, I was like, oh, I love that you put a verse on it, and she was like, yeah, I thought maybe, like, you could just change it out, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was like, I really like that idea. How can I put it, like, in her face? So we're, like, seeing it all the time. Mm-hmm. So I took her verse and I had um, just a plain like wooden branch leaf that I put on our our side door, like where we would go in and out every single day. And it started with her Bible verse. And then every week of treatment, I added a new Bible verse about, you know, Mm -hmm. persevering, trusting in the Lord, Mm -hmm. um, that kind of thing. So whenever we would leave um, each week, there was a new verse and it was literally right in our faces. We were walking Mm -hmm. out the door. Um, Did I always read it? No. But even just looking at it was a reminder that God's got this. Mm -hmm. I can't control everything, but I have to put my trust in him. Um, So that was a good reminder. And the other last thing that I did was um, on our refrigerator too, I had a little piece of paper that said enough manna for today. Mm -hmm. And um, I had one of the, I can't remember what podcast it was I was listening to, but you know, it didn't, every day didn't have to be a a gold star day. Every day didn't have to have a million miracles in it. Mm -hmm. I just needed enough of God's manna to get me through that day. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was like a good reminder too. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. Every day is not going to be the same. Mm -hmm. I can't control everything. I don't know all the answers, but if -hmm. God could give me enough manna to get through that day, then I could make it to the next day. So yeah, I love that. That makes me cry. (laughs) <laughs> don't cry I already did that <laughs> um, did you have any favorite verses that you read during this time Lindsay or any favorite like stories in the bible that helped you get through or anything um I think the manna thing too like you know that's one story that I always kind of liked you know mm-hmm. they God was giving them the provision that what they needed for every day mm-hmm. whether they liked it or not you mm-hmm. know when they tried to be like no I'm going to take a couple extra pieces. No, that's not what God said for you today. You know, God (laughs) sent you enough to help you in in your Mm -hmm. time of need. Um, A verse that I did like was 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through about 21. So that says, um, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good. And, you know, that's kind of saying, like, you always have to be thankful. You always have Mm -hmm. to, you know, give your praises and blessings back to God because this is your life. You know, you're you're living what he wants you to do. Um, Don't quench the spirit. You know, if Mm -hmm. God helps you and you feel the Holy Spirit you know, helping you and giving you peace. Don't shut it down just because you're anxious and, you know, you're stuck in your um, sinful ways, you know, I Mm -hmm. guess, so to speak. Um, So that was a good one. I thought, you know, that kind of like stood out. You know, everything's not always going to be peachy, but God has a plan for you and you just have to live your life, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, You only get one. You only, each day is a new day. 
Um, so just keep persevering and keep on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love it, Lou. And thank you so much. And I, I was just thinking, like, I'm not glad that it was you all that went through this season at all, but I'm always glad to have you and Nick to look up to because I could oh. just look up to you forever. And I'm very mad at the place you are living in now, but I'm really thankful because I feel like you guys have such an exciting new season that you're about to start. Um, I feel like you just had the hardest one. You're about to have the newest, most exciting one yet, and I'm just so excited for it. Thanks, girl. Yeah. It's it's definitely (laughs) been interesting. I wouldn't wish it on anyone, you know, but if we had to go through this to help one other person, then that was our, that was our job. So yeah. thanks for, for having sure. me. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be helpful if you would subscribe or leave us a rating and review and feel free to follow us and join the conversation at the cold coffee podcast on Instagram or Facebook. We wish we could have coffee with each of you, but since we can't, we'd love to send a gift card to the first two people who share this episode on their Instagram story and tag us in the post. Once again, thanks for joining us on the Cold Coffee Podcast.